praise the Lord God Almighty. We are thanking God for today. We thank God for His love and kindness and mercies. I am your pastor. Coming, I've come your way again today. My name is Reverend Victor Siama from Pong, and this is the True Salvation Hour. The true salvation hour. And I believe that we are going to be blessed this morning once more. And uh, the series that is coming on, or the messages that are coming on, are uh, simple messages, but uh, simple messages, word of God, <clears throat> application to life that will make our lives more beautiful if you apply it into your life. And there are a lot of response coming from all over the world. A lot of response. And I'll use this opportunity to thank um, my friend and brother, Elijah. We met in the airport in 2016. And uh, yesterday he had so much questions to ask. And uh, by the grace of God, he answered those questions by the wisdom of God. And... Um, the reaction that came was really marvelous. That he said, I have never heard any word like this before. I've been listening to so many preachers, but you're so different. Your words are so simple and so enlightened. And it comes with revelation. And after hearing your word, the message you are given, in my heart, I'm convicted that yes, what he's saying is true. The spirit bear witness that what he is saying is true. And the Bible says that the spirit of truth would guide us through all truth. Understand? That is the Holy Spirit. So the spirit of truth that the Holy Spirit, which leads me to all truths to come out to preach clear messages. I don't leave anybody in confusion. I don't leave anybody. Anyone that listens to my preaching that tells you that he preached and leave me in confusion then that person i don't really know if he's listening to me well because i've been in ministry for some time now following men of god and other stuff and um i realized that sometimes people preach and leave people in the middle of the preaching like there's no conclusion or do you answer opposite question and leave the other question hanging or they will speak something and later on contradict another thing. So because of that, it leaves the child of God confused. And they don't come out to answer questions. But I'm always ready to answer questions. And my, when you ask a question, I go straight forward to answer you. I don't beat around the bush. And all my answers comes from the Bible. I normally don't give answer from my head or anything. If you ask a question, I'll find a biblical um, answer for you, which it will be so clear to you. So today, I'm here to teach a very sensible topic. If I say sensible, it's because um, many will be led astray or many people will be following Christianity but still not make it to heaven because they don't really understand what Christianity is and this is what we have to do these are messages that we have to teach understand you have been targeting those who are outside you understand you have been targeting the unbelievers so much that because of that we have ignored the sheep that are inside understand you should focus outside and inside but our focus now has been channeled more often to the outside. And um, the people who are inside, you normally see them as though they are already saved. So, you just, some messages, you don't teach them, you understand? But they lack some certain understanding. <sighs> Sorry for my yawning. I just woke up this morning. It's early morning, I just woke up. Very early morning. So, and I, as soon as I just woke up, I just came, took my, my phone and go into the podcast, you understand? So, sorry that most of the times I yawn a lot. 
yeah it's because it's early morning and all so but no problem forgive me let's just focus on the messages and i believe that we are all going to do that yeah so today's theme is um are you a christian today i'm going to really talk and open elaborate things about who a christian is so are you a christian after the message you check yourself and uh, you know you're for yourself if you are truly a christian or you are a religious person because <laughs> i always say that christianity is not a religion it's a relationship it's a religion that 10,000 people just go and pray together at all we only gather we for you don't forsake the gathering of the saints we gather but it's not a religion the garden is not really the thing. The thing is really you and God, your relationship between you and God. For the garden, we only go and learn. But the relationship is between you and God. And it's not a religion. Your relationship with Jesus makes you a Christian. So forget about religion. Religion is just a group of people following the same thing. You understand? But this is the, this is the case that a lot of people... are in a religion but we are not in a religion we are in a relationship if i'm in a relationship with my wife we have a relationship and marriage is it a religion marriage a religion it's a union not a religion if i'm talking about being in a relationship with god it's not a religion it's a union because we have been joined here with christ we have been joined here with Christ so we have been unioned with Christ and not only that the Bible always refers to the church as wives and um, as Christ the husband so in other way we are in a relationship yeah Another way we're in a relationship. Okay, let's stick to the point and let's get going. So the the thing is, as soon as you you hear this topic for today, many things will run in your mind. What does he want to say? Who is a Christian? A Christian is a person who represents Christ on earth. In other words, from Christ. He is from Christ. As I'm from Ghana, I'm a Ghanaian. So if I show up in any other country with my passport, I will be identified. It's a fact. If I show myself in any country, I will be identified as Ghanaian. When I go to the airport in Delhi, my passport, they ask for my passport. Because you cannot enter into somebody's country without a passport. So as soon as they took the passport, they realize, oh, he is a Ghanaian. In another words, in Africa we have AFCON, a team, teams playing, African teams playing together against each other. So there are a lot of African countries who are also black, and some of them even look like, like me, especially the West Africans, Nigerians and the Ghanaians and the Cote d'Ivoire and all that. We, we normally have similar looks, you understand? We have similar looks, similar hairstyle and uh, similar everything. So it's very difficult to differentiate that this is a gun, you know, this is another. That's why sometimes an African go and make do evil somewhere and it affects the whole African continent. Why? Because he's black. Not the whole African continent, because Egypt is, is, is light skinned and um, Algeria is also light skinned, Morocco, like Tunisia, they are white skinned. But normally people here in Africa, they focus on the blacks. So that's what I want to really touch on. So the AFCON is a, is a competition between all African countries. So as the AFCON started in Ghana, and started, Ghana has a team representing us a country. So a team was representing the country. So if the Black Stars, Ghana's team is called the Black Stars, Black Stars go, we expecting them to wear a jersey of Ghana but not another country so if they are representing our country then we want we are, we are expecting them to wear a jc or, or some or, or clothing which has 
our 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 identity which has the the the, the flag of ghana in it so that we will be able to def- differentiate them from another team that, oh yes this is the ghanaians without the jc we will not be able to know them or where they belong or which country they are playing for if they do not wear and go and put on another country's jc and go to the park to play what does what do you think will happen so if they go but they do not put on our jc and put on another country jc then they are not representing us but rather they are representing another thing the jc that they are wearing to the whole world shows which country they are representing so the country you are representing when it comes to even competitions over nations of nations you realize that when they are calling olympics when they are calling people to come out and everything they always hold the flag of their countries and they come the reopening of the competitions you realize that uh, america will come with their flag american teams will come and one person is holding the flag leading them to present to show to the people that america is part of this competition ghana will come with his flag india will come with his flag to show that yes india is part of this competition why will they hold their flag because to show the people that we are representing this nation so without the things or the identity of the nation you having something that represent the country something of the country that will show to people that yes he is from this country then nobody will know where you are from and who you are representing all we say all we say uh, all so all we say these people are not committed to ghana if they were another jc to go and stand on we are, they are not committed to our country rather they went to a, to represent some country else whereby they are they are they are, they are Ghanaians, but they decided to represent another country so they are not faithful people like somebody being a cheat you invest in him pay him and every time anywhere day he goes and represents somebody else like you are, you are, you you help somebody so much and then put them on top in life you had nothing but you help them out but later or maybe as they also became big people and maybe they are being granted interview about how they made it in life they don't mention you in any of their their success story and only channel the success story to themselves or channel the success story to somebody else who helped them in a short time whereby you did most of the help what does it mean you the person become unfaithful to you that he did not even honor you for the help and the love and the support you have been showing to him all those years so if ghanian players go on to the field to represent another country it is being seen as they are not committed to their country and or, or not faithful to us they went to rep us to represent us and now have chosen to represent another nation we will all be hurt the nation will be hurt that we wasted our money on these people and they turned their backs on us especially people going for a war <coughs> a country going for a war you have sponsored your 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 team the army from your nation then after that they go and join the enemy to fight against your nation to destroy your nation to take over because of one selfish or something interest how will the nation feel how will the people who have been betrayed feel so so it's more like a betrayal understand when you are not representing what or where you are from it's more like a betrayal understand like uh, there are a lot of Ghanaians who have traveled to america and now married to americans and they have lived there for the rest of their life and uh, due to that they, they, they change their accent. They are Ghanaians, holding Ghanaian passports, but change their accent to speak like the foreigner. And they don't even know how to speak their own local language. When they come to Ghana, they are forgotten about their local language. Some of them have not forgotten. They know, but they will not say. They just want to stick to the English only. They are not proud of their country fine things may be wrong there or something hardship or something but at the end of the day it's still where you came from and you have it no matter where you go you will not look like the white man you are the black man and you have to keep on that face 
So why am I saying this? Now we'll go down and you understand. Now let's go to the main reason I shared this example. A Christian must be a follower of Christ. What Christ did or asked to do is what we do because all power has been given in his hands to rule. Matthew chapter 28 verse 18 to 20. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Lord and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. 20. And teach them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Jesus made mention of all authority given to him and him and he made mention of the teaching of the TM of he made mention of to teach them to obey everything that he has commanded us to these are the parts i want to use or i want us to look at <laughs> if you read the book of john chapter 14 verse 23 it replies jesus replies anyone who loves me will obey my teachings my father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them he said my father will love anyone who follows my teachings these are clear sign that the father is in agreement with the son so that so what teach um, so what teaching is he talking about he taught about love he taught about accepting him as our lord he taught about going to preach his, his sayings he taught us he thought about we should live an upright an upright life. He thought about his grace and mercies. So many things he taught and anything he did not do or say or anyone he did not send, I don't listen to. This is my personal opinion. Now listen to, let's go deeper and for you to understand. See, when a general is brought in the old step, when a general is brought in, the old step down. When a new general is being brought in, the old will just step down for the new general to operate. A new takeover. This is the case the commander-in-chief has given all his rights to the general and has approved of all he says or do and is happy with whatsoever he says. Even though this new general has power, he still came to fulfill the general assignment, which is to accomplish what God has to and after that to lead us back to God. Matthew chapter 5 verse 17. He said, Don't misunderstand why I have come. I did not come to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. No, I came to accomplish their purpose. Carefully. I came to accomplish their purpose. Now listen. Listen to the meaning of accomplish. Accomplish is being achieved, complete, successfully. The plans accomplish. Accomplish. You understand? The, plan, the plans accomplish their mission. Synonyms of uh, fulfill or accomplish. Accomplish is fulfill achieve success success in um, realize attained manage bring about bring forth carry out carry off carrying through execute con conduct effect fix engineer perform do perpetrate discharge complete finish Cons um, consummate, conclude. These are some of the words. So the accomplishment, this is the meaning of accomplishment. Accomplishment is fulfilling, completing something. So there was something. He did not come to say that don't do it. Don't do this thing. Don't do that thing. Don't do this thing. But what he came to do is The prophet said this. Moses gave this thing to do. Moses talked about this. God spoke to Moses concerning Titan. God spoke to Moses concerning that. God spoke to Moses concerning this and that and that and that. And that. Now I come to you and I say that I 
came to fulfill the things that Moses taught. So I didn't just come and say that don't do, but I also came and humbled myself to go through them, all the instructions which was laid down. I went through them. Then after I went through, I observed everything because that time I have I haven't died. To fulfill all righteousness, I had to go through. But that was the old in the old testament. Those are the things that as to see us be righteous when we fulfill all that. So to fulfill all righteousness, as he said, he had to go through all those things, even including the baptism. John the Baptist was refusing to baptize him because he said that you, you will baptize the people with the Holy Ghost with fire. Then why do you have to step down for me to baptize you with water? There's no use. He said, no, John, baptize me to fulfill all righteousness according to the Old Testament. Let me just fulfill all the righteousness according to the Old Testament. Because after I am done with fulfilling it, completing it, now the next job for me to do is now my grace will be sufficient listen carefully so he went through all and observed every little thing he was observing 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 for what for what reason to fulfill all righteousness according to the old testament he went through and he died after his death now let me let me elaborate or explain so much you are supposed to sweep a premises that was the old laws mandatory for you to sweep a premises which you have been commanded by your father to do then somebody comes and sweep for you and whilst your father was away when your father comes, will he tell you to sweep again? No. Why? Because it has already been done. The work has already been done. Blessings, God will bless you through Jesus Christ. You are blessed because of Jesus Christ. You are under the grace. The blessing and everything. His yokes are easy. He just came to lay everything for you. Now everything has been laid. What you do is that what we are doing as Christians is we take it by believing in Jesus Christ. As soon as we believe Jesus Christ, listen, we just take it. We just take it by grace. It's not by works. That's why he said that it's not by strength, it's not by might. It's by the grace of God. So now that work has been done, we just claim it. So you, you, Christianity now is about proclaiming or claiming something. Claiming what God has done for you through Jesus Christ. Just claim it. It's a claim. Confessions is a claim. Now let me stick to the point. Now let me continue. So if you look at it carefully, say that accomplish their mission. Plans to accomplish their mission. So when a mission has been accomplished, a mission of the Old Testament, a mission of 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 so many things that you have to do this you have to do that before you can be righteous you have to sacrifice a lamb before your sins will be forgiven all these things he did what accomplished it you don't need it anymore i did it that is what jesus said i came to what accomplish it it is finished that's what he said on the cross it is what finished these are what it says. Accomplishment means to complete their mission. So the mission of the law was completed by Jesus. You, don't, you do not need to kill a sheep to be forgiven. You do not need to pay tithe to be blessed. And so on and so forth. It has all been completed in Jesus. What you have to do to get cleansed from him from your sins is open your mouth and confess it to him and never go back to it because in the book of john the, the one who lives in sin is not is of the devil not of god so as you have it in your heart god is truly is truly god i truly like you say in your heart god i truly need forgiveness he gives you just by action 
if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to clean us from all unrighteousness. 1 John chapter 1 verse 9. 2 Corinthians 8 9. You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Through he was rich, though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that by his poverty he could make you rich. Spiritual richness, physical richness, all has been made available. You just need to ask and believe. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Hebrew chapter 11, verse 1. You can read that. You understand it. If you read these scriptures, you understand. This is the part one of, 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 of this message. If you read Hebrew chapter 11, it said that faith is a substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. So when anything that you have hope and believe that through Jesus Christ, you ask in the name Jesus Christ and believe that you get it, God will make it happen. So then now ask yourself, what does tithe get to do with this? If you don't pay your tithe, you're not blessed. But this is the case. He's not talking about tithe here. He said faith is a substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. So you hope for something even though you have not gotten it, but you have hope that you get it through Jesus. There is nothing impossible for God. There is nothing impossible for God. So you are asking for something from God with hopes and belief. You are hoping for that thing and you have a hope, strong hope that you will get it. Without any evidence of you getting it, you don't have money to buy that thing. But, but you hope and you know and you believe that mm, my God will give it to me. This is how you receive things. So then what does the tithe do now? Answer this question. If faith is able to pull things to come, when you hope and you believe in Jesus Christ, that through God, the Bible says, everything is, everything is possible through God. Everything is possible in God. If you have a little faith as a master seed, when you command a mountain to move, it will move. That means when you have a little faith, as a master said, when you command problems, when there's a problem uh, before you, there's a situation before you, which is like a mountain, which you are finding difficult to move, or you are finding difficult to get. There's something that you need to settle, but you are finding difficult to move. That, that problem or that, that, that financial issue or that particular thing has become a mountain which is blocking you from accomplishing certain things. But when you have faith, as little as a master seed, when you command it to move, it will move. So when you have hope and when you have faith, faith is the substance of things hoped for. You are hoping for something without any evidence, but you are believing you will get it and you will get it through Jesus Christ. So then now the question is, it's not clear. Seriously. In the Bible, the Bible says that I will bless the work of your hands. There are hands that are not work should not eat. And I will bless the work of your hands. It was not attached to any tithe. That was the New Testament. That he will bless the work of our hands. Now the question I'm just thinking, or what I'm just thinking about, is then why does the tithe have to come into this situation? Because if you, if you go into the Old Testament, you realize that the, the tithing system was in, in, in fruits and vegetables. And also in the only people who were supposed to pay their tithes were the people who were farming, harvesting crops. The goldsmith was not paying tithe to anybody. The people who were working in other fields were not paying tithe to anybody. It was only for the what? The people who were on the field in agriculture. <laughs> Who were paying their tithe? You can read the Bible so well, you will find out. So then why did God exclude those who were doing things which are like goldsmiths, making metals and selling, making bowls and all, drinking cups and all? There was nothing about them that they were giving or they were paying tithe to anybody. But I'm not actually targeting this tithe thing, but what I want to actually talk about or for, to put your mind onto is 
as a Christian, you are a representative of Christ. You follow Christ, as I started, I said. You follow Christ because he is the author and the finisher of your faith. He has blessed you. When you follow him, then you will be blessed. This is my mean. When you accept him and you follow him, as a child of God, as you are a child of God, as Christian, who is a Christian? Is the one who have understandings to follow the teachings of Jesus Christ. And what are the teachings of Jesus Christ? I just read them all to you. He made you rich. He took your poverty and gave you riches. Physical riches, spiritual riches. He took them and gave to you. So a Christian is the one who knows who he is. That he lives on grace of God. He lives on the lifeline of God, of Jesus Christ. And everything has been accomplished for him. That's what Jesus said. My yokes are light. My yokes are easy and my burdens are light. So it is not a difficult thing. But a true child of God, a true Christian is a child or is the one who follows the teachings and instructions of the Holy Spirit, who speak follow the teachings of Jesus Christ. And he has made everything clear to you that why he came was not to abolish the law, but he fulfilled it. So this is what a Christian is, so that you don't get confused. Most of the time, why we get confused is people go and pick the old, mix it with the new, and confuse themselves. Yes, I'm not condemning the Old Testament. But in the book of Hebrew, it says, Hebrew chapter 7 and chapter 8, it says it. And because the law... Of the old was weak and useless God had to bring another covenant that is through Jesus Christ so why would the Bible says that it was weak and useless I'm not the one who wrote the Bible you should sit down and study your word if you have any doubt or you have any problem sit down and read the word he said that the law was weak and useless so if it is said that if the law was not weak and useless then why if the law was not perfect then why would there or why would God bring another simply it's a simple thing to actually know about. You are working in a company. If the company is paying you very well and you are happy in the company, why will you be looking for another job? It's simply like that. You are looking for another job because the first company is not well. It's not treating you well and you are not happy there. Or salary is small, something like that. So anytime there is there is a change then there was a problem with what we were in that is why we are looking for a change why do we vote for president another president another president because we are always looking for a change because we realize that the one we are sitting on or we are sitting with is not treating us fairly so we're always looking for another person who may come and treat us fairly so in the same way god created or god gave this laws to moses and other prophets so many laws I, 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 I'm, I'm not if I decide to mention so many things you don't even have to shave your hair around your temple in the book of Levi so many things these are all included with the law so many so many 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 laws God will give to Moses was there the titan don't shave around your temple so many things go to the book of Levi you realize there's so many things understand which were laws to follow and uh To clear one thing in the air, somebody will say in the book of Levi, they said you don't have to sleep with your father, don't commit incense and all. So what about that? They were lost. So what about that? I'm just trying to clear that doubt also. What about that? My dear brother and sister, now listen to me. Let me explain that fact for you to understand. Listen to what Jesus said. Your righteousness should surpass the righteousness of the Pharisees. Then you are a child of God. Because do you know why? They followed laws 
but they were injustice to people. They follow one and leave other. And now let's listen carefully. In the book of Matthew, somebody asked Jesus, which is the greatest commandment? He said, love your Lord, your God, and love your neighbor. Now, look at the third commandment, which is in the Bible. If I love God, I will not disobey the, the Ten Commandments. But the Ten Commandments should not be your focus. That, even the Bible says so, that we should not be conscious of the, of, of the Lord. It shouldn't be something that you are always reading and checking, oh, that I should not do this, so then I have to be... No, listen. Those that are led by the Spirit of God are not under the laws. Why? That's, listen, when the Spirit of law of God is filled inside of you and is leading you, you will not. That is why I don't, I don't want to touch on this topic, or I've already touched on it before, but I'm just clearing something. When the Spirit of God, those who are, who are under, that's what the Bible says, that in the, in the, in the, in the, in the true worshippers will worship God in spirit and in truth. Spirit and in truth. How do somebody walk in spirit and in truth? When the person, when you walk with the spirit, you do the things of the spirit. When you walk in the flesh, you do the things of the flesh. I already explained last time. When you spend time with the things of the spirit, eventually to help you to build you up, to give you the Holy Spirit will now fill you and direct your path and have so authority over your movement. And help you to obey all truths without it being <clears throat> a personal thing like you are trying but he will try you he will help you the holy spirit will help you i don't leave you as orphans but i leave you with the holy spirit who is going to be your comforter your provider your teacher your counselor your everything so he will counsel you he will teach you he will guide you through all he will guide you through all truths and knowledge he will lead you through everything so 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 your focus should not be on the laws which were given because in the old testament the people's mind were on the laws and as their mind was on the laws is what is trying to mean is they were depending on their strength to follow it when you depend on your strength to follow a law which was in the old testament or to follow the laws you eventually not be able to because listen it's not by strength it's not by power it's by the grace that is what i'm just so i don't want to pull your mind on to it's jesus christ and his spirit which is going to help you to go through things now the question that will rise up again is so uh, wait let me answer let me finish answering i don't want to leave anything so the thing is all that the bible says concerning titan concerning everything or living a sinful life don't commit sin with your with your father or whatever whatever in the book of levy and all those laws that was in the prophets and moses is eventually everything is in christ now anyone that is in christ has overcome the world now the spirit of christ that is said that the spirit of christ or the holy spirit will lead you understand to lead you is your true son of God, it will lead you and guide you. So, one, it's the Holy Spirit is the one which is going to give you the strength to lead you through sin, the things that he has mentioned. If and you, if you love God, he said, Anyone that loves me will obey me. And when you're obeying the teachings of God and you love God and you're obeying God, that I will send my what I'll speak to my father to send him the spirit to those that obeys me. So when God sees your effort of loving him and trying to follow him, then he speaks on behalf of you. And God will send the Holy Spirit for you to help you to be able to continue your journey without failing. So listen to carefully. So now it's not about your strength. It's about the Holy Spirit. It's about God's strength working within you so that you may not commit those things. So you yourself, you don't even feel to do it. You feel disgusting. It's not you who's feeling the disgusting about that sleeping with your father or sleeping with somebody old like that or something. It's the spirit of God that lives inside of you that makes things, that makes sin disgusting to you, not you. So the same way is the spirit that gives power to your body to be able to resist certain things. The same way is the spirit that blesses you. 
not about your way. It's not by works, it's not by might, but it's by the Spirit. So your titan that you are given through your activities or self does not bring any blessing unto you. You are blessed already. Listen, God does not need to bless. You don't need to give something to God before he blesses you. But giving something to somebody or blessing the pastor is an act of what? Worship. That does not have any blessing attached to it. Listen to me carefully. It doesn't have any blessing attached to it. It's the act of of, of love. Bible said what? Love your neighbor as yourself. Give to the poor. The one that does not give to the needy and the poor, he did not give to me. When I was in prison, you did not visit me. When I was broke, you did not give me. When I was naked, you did not clothe me. They said, oh God, when did you ask all these things we did not do? They said, when you did not do for your brother, you did not do for me. So rather, God pay attention on the thing that when somebody is in need and you don't help that person, you have not helped him. And even there was no blessing attached to what he said. That if you give to me, then I'm going to bless you. He rather ended up by saying that anyone that not who don't do this or not give to the poor and the needy, he spoke about end time that they will be judged, they'll be condemned because they had no love. Understand? So he rather talked about heaven and hell. If you were a giver, helping your somebody in need who has said it's time to ask you for help and you have the money you have the capability to help the person you help the person you don't tell the person i don't have what else you have because he ended up by saying that anyone that does not give to to the poor i mean they're not giving to me and if he doesn't give to me that person i the lord will not he must he won't inherit the kingdom of god because he has no love for god is love and anyone that follows god have the nature of God in them, which is love. If you love God, you will obey Him. And if you love your neighbor as yourself, you will not kill, you will not murder, you will not steal his property, you will not convert what doesn't belong to you. So it's automatically, you don't need to focus on the law, which was given in the Old Testament. But you just need to, everything, he said that everything, which is the greatest commandment, he said that, Love your neighbor as yourself and love your Lord your God. And in, in all these things, in all the laws that you see, it hangs in one. Love. So when you have love, you don't even have the mind to focus on that shall not, that shall not, that shall not. Love will guide you. And the love, and love comes not by you, but love is the nature of God. So when you have the Spirit of God living inside of you, the nature of God will show inside of you. That is why you have to what? Spend time with the Word. In the book of Galatians 5, Galatians 5, Galatians 6, when you read that, those that walk in the Spirit will do the things of the Spirit. Those that walk in the flesh will do the things of the flesh. As you read your Bible, as you pray, as you evangelize with somebody, it's a walk, that is a work of the Spirit. And as you are doing this, your spirit is being empowered and being filled. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing the word of God. So the power of the, the word, the, the spirit is in the word of God. So as you spend time, 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 you'll be empowered. So the spirit now has dominance over you because of the revelation you are catching in the word of God. So it will now lead you. That is where the love of God starts growing because the spirit of God which is inside of you, which gives you the nature of God to show exhibition, it will exhibit you in these characteristics. And it's not about you. That same spirit will put blessings to you, favor to you, anointing to you. My dear, this is Christianity. And I believe that this question has I've cleared the doubts in the air, if you really listen to this carefully. I believe the Spirit of God has helped me to clear these doubts in the air. There's no question to ask again when it comes to all these things. The Spirit will guide you through all truths. And it's the Spirit of God that guides me through the truths and the revelation that I decode each and every time I come to sit here. Spirit of truth. It speaks the truth. Hard truth. And that same Spirit was with God, with Jesus. And that is why he was being hated. 
normally when you come out this way speaking the truth you'll be hated when anybody he said that when people love you and people are hailing you woe unto you that means you are not doing something that's what jesus says when everybody loves you fear fear you should he said woe unto you there's a warning you should fear when everybody is uh, is applauding you for for an area check yourself See that the son of man was persecuted the same way they will persecute you they will speak evil against you so when people are applauding you my brother this is a prophecy he said when people are applauding you for everything no 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 there's an error you need to check yourself everything people are applauding you everything my dear brother there's an error you need to check yourself that is why when we come with these revelations from the holy spirit you realize that we become rebels people see us as rebels why you are telling people not to pay tithe why you are telling like this why i tell like this why because that is the truth and when the truth comes out this way as jesus christ brought truth and the people of of of, 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 of the, the, the the pharisees were were angry because what they knew the doctrine they knew that moses has left for them is what they have been following for a long time and you are coming with a new revelation saying that you are you are this you are that and god spoke through you and you are this that, that, that. they were not able to digest it because listen it has been a tradition which has been there for a long time so they, they cannot adapt to change They're like what you know no, no, we don't know you we just cannot adapt to this change you are you are being possessed with an evil spirit they just condemned him so let me tell you something when the spirit of god and this is the same thing jesus was teaching this is the same thing he was teaching even concerning the sabbath and all they were they were they were they were persecuting them because of the sabbath that they were working on the sabbath day healing people on the sabbath day harvesting on the sabbath day to eat because they were hungry right they were just following some kind of law 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 but there was no love in their hearts they were just observers of laws observers of laws but they had no love with god no relationship only they are observers they came to observe like an idol person a traditional person who go and observes follow his laws oh the god says that every morning you should come and pour sacrifices on on on, on it so they go and take a, a, a hen and cut the neck and pour the blood on it morning and chant doing incantation like it's like a, a norm that you have to follow it's just there a norm just follow it a law wake up and just observe it just you have to observe it the day you don't observe it the gods will be angry you may even be struck and killed so they were just following like 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 that like they were following like an idol worship they only observe 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 a law you have to pray five times you have to pray seven times you have to pray that uh, only observing 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 setting time and setting figures for them but in Christ Jesus there is nothing like timing putting things in time listen every time is a time every time is a time and Christ don't blast you or kill you for not of following or observing a time even when you are when you don't show love and you flip out of love maybe because of your lack of spending quality time with the spirit by reading the bible praying and evangelizing and your spirit is down remember if i say your spirit is down the bible said don't quench the spirit that means the spirit can be quenched when you don't practice when you don't walk with the spirit if you walk with the spirit you do the things of the spirit so the time you stop walking with the spirit you stop doing the things of the spirit because you are quenching it quenching the power so you're continuing walking with the spirit making the holy spirit your friend will help you to observe and to do everything that god wants you to do so I want you to pay attention to this. This is a part 1. Tomorrow I'll come your way with a part 2 of who a Christian is.
And I believe you are learning something and we learned so much today. But who you are as a, Christ, a Christian, a representative of Christ, not only a representative of Christ, but also knowing who you are, your position, and what you, you need to know and what you need to do as a Christian. And I believe with the part one that you have heard today, you are blessed. If you have questions, I have my, my number is always available there. You can find my number. You can follow our website, New Salvation House Chapel, inter.com. New Salvation House Chapel, international.com. You'll find me there. You can pick my number from there. Call me, message me, WhatsApp me. Any question, I'm ready to answer about this message. And it's about learning. Don't call me for argument because the Bible says so. And we don't have to indulge ourselves in mis- arguments when people don't understand the things we are teaching. Then they bring questions, then it turns to arguments. He said it's a foolish thing and we should stay away from it. But come to me as somebody who wants to learn, who has questions and want to learn, want to ask me, so that I go down and break it down. But I believe that I've already break it down here in this message. And um, I believe that you'll be blessed if you listen to it. Listen and share, please. Listen and share. And um, God bless you for your time. I love you all, and uh, may the grace of God be with you now and forevermore. Stay blessed, and bye-bye. Peace, shalom, bye.